0: To the Homeschool High School Podcast, brought to you by Seven Sisters, Homeschool.com, and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. I'm Vicki, and I have two special guests today, and I'm really excited because we finally have our friend Marilyn. Our seven sister, Marilyn, back on the podcast. And also we have our friend, Barb Varnell, who has been with us several times in the past. Yes. We've talked about gifted students and creation science and yeah had your daughter on a few times (laughs) so today we're going to talk about career pathways and the reason why i asked marilyn and barb to be with us today is because they do this all day long in our local homeschool umbrella school and they've been doing it for a long time so marilyn explain career pathways to folks who haven't thought about that verbiage yet
1: for career pathways on our transcripts we include any courses and our extracurriculars that you are doing that will help you either get directly into your career pathway or if you're applying to college for a specific major. So it's like career prep for the
0: kids who are going right into career after graduation or college major application interests kind of stand out on the transcript. So start with explaining what y'all do at our local umbrella school
1: so barb and i are academic advisors at our local umbrella school and we meet with the students two or three times a year and we talk about what they're going to accomplish that specific year during uh the school year and how well they have accomplished that keep their transcripts right all their extracurriculars and everything onto their transcript put credits and grades and levels of each core well the core courses Um, So a lot of what we do is talking to parents and students because the parents and students meet with us together about what things will make them the most um, just attractive to either a job, an employer, or the college that they want to go to or the major that they want so that Hopefully they will get in, and also that they will get scholarship money. (laughs) Explain a little bit about what you do with the upperclassmen,
0: Barb, and how to make transcripts college attractive with career pathways things. Uh, Okay. Well,
2: what I tend to try and
0: focus on with
2: them is that they stand out from the crowd. Mm -hmm. Um, That colleges will not only want them, but they will want them bad enough to give them money.
0: We like money. money yeah, money is it. Nice. Money is a, money yeah, is a good yeah. thing, and we've had a lot of success
2: actually doing that, getting mm-hmm. money out of colleges for our students. And the nice thing is, is homeschooling offers the perfect venue for doing that. And we really need to encourage the parents to think out of the box of a traditional school because we're not a traditional school. We're not doing traditional school things um, that they can then use this to expand and to help their student not only get to a college, get scholarships, but also figure out or at least think about beforehand whether they really want to
0: go into that area uh-huh. as well. Uh-huh. So they start with, do we want to go into this area? So how do y'all do that with the kids?
1: We encourage them, if possible, to either shadow somebody in that particular field to volunteer in that field or even get a job within the field if that's possible, Um uh, because the day-to-day of what a field contains is different from what a student might picture that they will end up doing.
0: Yeah, it's it's very different in real life than what they read about in the book or see on a, a TV show. Right, and one
2: of the things that I encourage them is to actually talk to multiple people because a lot of times what you actually do in a particular field is very dependent on what you want to do, how you scoped your own career path. Mm -hmm. And so, if they only see one person and that one person is doing something that they're not particularly interested in, they may shut it down, whereas if they see multiple people, they can say, oh, well, I don't like that area and that area, but this area is really interesting to me.
0: So you want them to do some exploration with shadowing or apprenticeships or interviews? And how do they capture that on the transcript? Because you don't want to just waste hours. Well, we have them log hours on things mm-hmm. that we're doing. That they're, We
2: can put something generic down, like career exploration. If they're yeah. just doing a bunch of different things, um, we can then add up the hours and give them the credit hours associated you know, with that. If they're doing something very specific, like an internship, I have a student this year who has been doing an internship with a with a company of a professor from University of Pennsylvania has been doing that since eighth grade oh my on robotics. And so we've really worked at capturing, as he's done it, because he's a senior this year, as he's done it more and more, he's done more and more specific things. So while it was just kind of career pathways or career exploration as a freshman and sophomore, as a junior and senior, he's looking more at, well, I'm really doing a lot of computer
0: programming. I'm really doing a lot of robotics. So we're capturing that very specifically on the transcript. Like like giving it a a specific title. Yes. And it's counted as a career exploration, credit it but it's so it's elective yes it's elective but it's also adding sparkle to the transcript almost definitely
1: clearly and we encourage all of the students that are especially college-bound to have an experiential resume that they attach to their transcript where they can explain more about what their the specific things they did in an internship or an extracurricular activity if they were in leadership if they um had control of a class or different things that they are doing rather than just, you know, I volunteered in VBS is different from I planned the lessons, I taught the lessons, I absolutely know, I, I yeah. was in charge of this classroom. If you're going into education in any form then that's different than i was that extra body in the room who took the kids to the bathroom when they needed to go yeah mm-hmm.
0: absolutely and seven sisters homeschool.com has an experiential resume how-to that's like a couple of dollars you know so it's worth the effort okay so that's a really good segue is you know how you help your students stand out Because if they're applying to a job and they're going at an entry level and they have a just... I graduated. A lot of times they have to show a diploma or a transcript at Mm -hmm. a job. All the time now. Yeah. Yes. And uh, so if they have a... Don't lose your diploma. Yeah. Don't lose your diploma. Say it again. (laughs) Don't Don't lose lose your your diploma. diploma. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we've had that like years later. You know, they... they, All the time. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) anyway...
1: um, where was I? Okay, so they're going to show specific things on their transcript, and we can capture that because we're homeschoolers.
0: That's right. Yeah, and and so they stand out against a crowd. So you guys, I mean, are working in the trenches with the kids all the time, and you know what it's like working with um, a young female going into education as a major or. Um, uh, a young male going into pre-med or something. So tell how they stand out against the crowd, because when you're like the whole demographic, it's harder to get attention for scholarships if you look like everybody else. Right.
1: Well, Obviously, you can't get away from doing all of those courses that are required. If you're going into pre-med, you do want anatomy and physiology and chemistry and advanced chemistry and all those kinds of things on your transcript you can't get away from the GPA and hitting all those requirements and the higher maths and things like that but you also want to stand out with some either quirky classes or extracurriculars that stand out we have one particular man who a young man who wants to go into pre-med and Demographically, he is average as far as... He looks like everybody else. Yeah, he fly. looks like everybody else. Yeah. But he's been seriously into ballet since he was very young. And that's an extracurricular that's going to make him stand out and be noticed. Yes. And in
2: addition, the one thing that he's doing this summer, too, is volunteering at our local hospital. Um, and uh, so getting... People who are aware of, you know, his gifting and talents and working with people and his interest. Um, so he has that on his plate, you know, outside of the school year and outside of the ballet year. Um, he's also been TAing. Yeah. So he's, uh-huh. he's really, um, you know, knows that he needs to look different in order to get some money because his family situation is that, that he needs to get, you know, he needs going to need help in, in college. And he's just really doing a wonderful job at putting this together. So he does look different from everybody else.
1: And not to harp on his case so much, he's also been very involved in rhetoric and he has speech competitions and awards on there to just show that he is not just gifted in the academics, but that he's well-rounded in his experiences.
0: Yeah.
2: And these are things that he's continued doing. It's, it's, been, it's, it's been a continual. He's He yeah. has made decisions as to what he can be involved in on a continual basis versus what he can't. So uh-huh. he's been very specific at, you know, I can only do this for a semester. Is that worth it versus getting involved in something which is a lot easier for me to carry
0: through for a couple of years? So what he's done is he's done serious academics in his core academics, but he has also done volunteer work and shadowing that build that interest. And he's done quirky outside of the academics, like the ballet, Mm -hmm. that gives him a difference. And the the thing that that fits almost every future major or job is speech really doing the rhetoric. Oh, right. um, That that helps a kid in an interview most definitely but it also looks really strong on a transcript for some reason y'all y'all run into this right where academic advisors have said this is what makes you pop is that speech yes yes most definitely yeah, do you remember when I think your oldest was interviewing in college and they just loved that she had the the speech? Oh, yes.
2: There? Yeah, she was up, she was up for a scholarship at a college she didn't end up going to, but they really honed in on all of the speech that she ended yeah. up having because it was unusual. She was going into an engineering. Yeah. And, and engineers are not known for or their <laughs> speaking
0: ability. And golly, what did she end up doing for a career? Uh, She's a professor, college professor, so she's in engineering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so can y'all think of other things that your students are working on right now to build their career pathways, to build that, their experiences for their transcript so that they sparkle um, I've had a student, actually,
2: we were talking about the, uh, the male who was a dancer, but another student who was actually going into dance professionally. And she did a lot of history of dance. She did a lot of her uh, electives were different types, uh, different types of dancing, how to teach dance and different methods ah. of dancing and things. And so we did a lot of electives on that with her. Um, so that was uh that was really uh a very good thing to put on her transcript.
0: So she had a well rounded dance background, not just herself dancing, but understanding what the history of dance was and, right. and you know, different aspects of that as a career. Right, because eventually Dancers are not going to be able to dance
2: anymore, and they tend to be teachers. Yeah. So if you have backgrounds, if you've been thinking about that, a ballet company might be more willing to take a chance on you because they know that you're interested in that
0: aspect. Yeah. And Marilyn, you work more with the ninth and 10th graders, right? Sure do. <laughs> so what do you tell those ninth and 10th graders? Because, you know, they don't know their whole life, but they need to get started.
1: So Each year, and they hear this over and over, so hopefully by the time they get to Barb in 11th grade it's familiar, I tell them right away to start keeping track of things to put on their experiential resume because we all know that by the time you're putting it together in your senior year you will have forgotten much of 9th grade. And even tenth grade. Yeah. <laughs> and for the moms, they forgot yesterday. So they need it all I, I tell them they don't have to format it. Just open up a tab on your computer, start a file and just write down what you've been doing. Mm-hmm. Um, we also start talking about which direction they might want to go in as far as the core academics, because if they're behind in math and they want to go into a STEM field, they need to do some things to catch up. Like mm doubling geometry with something else or doing a course over the summer Um, we also talk about (coughs) foreign language, extracurriculars things that will make them stand out and either explore their interests if they have no clue where they're going or you know hone into that I recommend for those who are going into the military that they try a quirky language Mm -hmm. instead of Spanish, which tends to be the one that most people go for because there are lots of Spanish speakers who are almost native in the armed forces, but probably less with Arabic or Mandarin or Japanese and other different languages. So, so that would make, them, them, stand make out. them stand out. Yeah. A lot of them aren't ready to hear all this in ninth grade. By 10th grade, you get a little bit more. The part of this is, too, that I we talk about extracurriculars, and colleges tend to want to see them have done the same extracurricular activity for... They prefer three years or four years, at least two, because they don't want it to be, oh, I'm a junior, I have to play this game now. Yes. And I'm just going to do this because I know I need it on my transcript. So the fact that a student has stayed either with the same extracurricular or at least had some extracurriculars as they're exploring each year that they've been consistently involved in is just really helpful on the transcript. And the other thing I would say is there's actually some college
2: applications I've run into them, both of my own kids and with our students, uh, that... They only asked you what extracurriculars or activities you have done for two years or
0: more. Say that again.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What extracurriculars or activities have you been involved in for two Two years years or more? more. So if you've only been involved in something for a year, there is no place for you to actually put that down in the college application because they know that kids are are trying to play the game rather than really actively interested in something.
0: That, that is a good thing for folks to know now, so that they can really choose wisely on extracurriculars and, and intentionally build those. Right. The other thing that I would say is what frustrates me
2: more than, you know, the students are young, so they yeah. don't tend to frustrate me as much. Parents sometimes frustrate me because they're not actually allowing the students time
0: to do okay. these type of things. Okay. All right, give me some examples. Why would parents not give their teens time to explore and do those things?
2: Because they're so concerned about getting the, you know, just what's required done mm-hmm. that they don't think about, well, the extra stuff is just as important or give them time to be able to. Uh, you know to explore to do activities or be willing to, to actually shuttle them, them. yeah, yeah uh-huh. sometimes mm-hmm. they, they you know it 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 does you know you need to put in some effort and you need to even if you can't do it yourself finding someone who you can carpool with and getting your student allowing them they're not independent mm-hmm. um, you know maybe when
1: they're a senior but by then it's really too late to and as homeschoolers it's not just a matter of letting them stay after school
0: yeah it generally <laughs>
1: requires getting them someplace the other thing that we run into is um, students who never take any classes outside of just at home, and don't have anyone who can do an academic reference for them on mm-hmm. their on their application, and that mm-hmm. is really important. Even if you don't see a need or are capable of teaching them everything at home. Um, mom can't be an academic reference
2: no the interesting thing too is i've been starting to run into a couple of things from colleges that are saying that you need to have an academic reference from the school in which you graduated from a teacher at the school so we've been running into some problems with people who are actively involved in a lot of co-ops but those teachers are not a teacher at the school so we've had to kind of juggle some things around and if you're only taking one class a teacher may not know you that well they can't really write a good letter of recommendation. I'm always harping on, on the students, especially if they don't take a lot of classes, you need to really do something to get known to someone who can write a letter of recommendation with specific examples, specific things that they know, not this generic, they did a good job in you know in the class
0: and always showed up on time and did their work. So one, one healthy career pathway thing a parent can do is allow the kids to take at least one course in a homeschool umbrella, Right. Organization. Yeah. And then to show up at class on time and do the work so that they get a That's always a helpful. <laughs> right. Reference.
1: Right. And we did have one specific that was very unusual in that this application required an English teacher to write a letter of recommendation. For real. And the student mm-hmm. had taken sciences and maths outside of home and no English outside of home. And it had to be a class they took in Eleventh, eleventh and twelfth, eleventh or twelfth grade. Yeah, it was it so was. So checking out the college you're thinking about and what they require is a must as you start getting closer. That is, that uh, to do some college visits
0: and uh, at least start with their website and see what they're looking for in incoming freshmen and uh, and specifically in the major. Because mm-hmm. different
2: majors, especially if you're looking at large colleges, are going to have different requirements. So you mm-hmm. just can't look at the requirements for, say, Penn State University. Right. You have to look at the requirements for the particular major because they may be a little bit more specific. Yeah.
0: Like the arts will need a portfolio or the STEM will be looking for specific courses. Yes.
2: Oh, we had one example of a girl this year who came in to Mount Sophia um, after her sophomore year and because basically she was bored at her current school and she embraced the whole idea of homeschooling and she was going into the arts and she put together such a phenomenal portfolio that she just got all of this money from Drexel University to, from, Drexel. from Drexel to actually they were so impressed with her portfolio but what? that's what she did uh-huh. she really looked at she spent time in doing all sorts of different art Um, that even stuff that she wasn't interested in going into to make her portfolio sparkle. And, man, did she have an
0: outstanding portfolio. That that is really Uh, cool, yeah. So other advice you guys can give? Can you think of specific, like, apprenticeships or internships that your students have done that are creative that gave some sparkle? So like the your pre med volunteering at the hospital
2: yeah the the student that's going into engineering um uh, volu- especially do- doing this internship he's not getting paid it's a volunteer position working for this professor's company from University of Pennsylvania um, we've had uh, students obviously working in family businesses uh, oh that's, yeah that's easy mm-hmm. um, sometimes you run into problems because of insurance purposes that uh-huh. kids have a problem actually working or getting an, an internship in something yeah
0: like a kid going into auto mechanics can't they do have to work. on the floor they're
1: not allowed to be in the bay unless they're under the the owner's insurance mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right
0: yeah and and like kids who are interested in like counseling can't work in right. in, in a in a confidential area um, we have had seniors here as um, clerks, and as long as they're HIPAA trained, they can do that. So they get a feel of what a, a private practice is. So, in other, they might be do? involved
1: in be able to be involved in groups because there's less confidentiality, but they mm-hmm. can't do individual counseling. Yeah. Um. We've
0: had we've had pre vets. Um, yes go you know volunteer at the animal clinic and we actually had one girl years ago when I was advising who wanted to be large animal vet. right and after a few weeks of of shadowing with a vet uh, she says this is a really tough lifestyle I don't think I like this so it helped her change her major before she applied to college right
2: it was it was also interesting that um, my daughter uh, who actually is a large animal <laughs> <man>. <laughs> uh got together with some friends of hers from college uh, this past week. And uh, they were talking about what they would do differently with college. And one was actually a music education major, and she's had a decided problem finding a job in that Area. Now, they're out in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, she said, I wish somebody would have told me that it was this difficult to actually get a job in the area. I would not have actually picked this as music education. I would have picked another venue of education and done music on the side, which she said is essentially what she's doing.
0: Yeah, and that that's one thing kids can do as part of a good career exploration Set up, you know, is go through a workbook like sevensistershomeschool.com and or just go over to careeronestop.org, which is the U.S. Department of Labor's website, and search out that career and see what the job outlook is because it will say, oh, this is a poor outlook mm-hmm. or this is a bright futures outlook, like there will be lots of hiring in the next five to ten years. Right. And The so, other thing uh-huh. that you
2: can do, too, is if there's a local college, Just, even if you're not interested, I always tell people, because we're down the road from University of Delaware, I don't care if you're interested in going to UD, Uh but they're a great resource. Go into that department and talk to the professors and see what, Uh see where their students get jobs, see what their students do at the end. And if they can't, you know, if the students who are in music education are working like in a doctor's office as a receptionist, then you might have an idea that, oh, maybe,
0: you know, this might not be a good a good field for you,
2: or you know it going in, you know
0: yeah i have my youngest just got hired as a teacher music educator but he spent his whole entire college career building a resume so that he was hireable and so it was not just high school exploring the music field but also college making sure he had a lot of field experience and references right and i saw him i actually was there and he was volunteering with some things that i was involved in musically at the university of delaware no really yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> kid get had a knee deep resume by the time. But but he knew it was a competitive field um because there's not that many music teachers in no. the world. So
1: and yeah. colleges often have statistics about how many people get hired directly yeah. out of college in yeah. that particular major. Um, and sometimes they help with placing mm-hmm. people. I mean if people are not getting hired and there's not any demand for that job you might want to have that as your minor and find something that can be employable
0: yeah and that's that's part of the career exploration process is doing a little of that research up front so well okay we probably better stop now because people will be through with their drive a lot of people listen to this Mm -hmm. in the car so thank you barb and Marilyn, for being here like it's nice to hear from the feet in the field people you know you guys are actually doing this so all right well this has been the homeschool high school podcast brought to you by seven sisters homeschool.com and the ultimate homeschool podcast network and we will see you next week